A convoy of truckers will make its way to the southern border to draw attention to the worsening migrant crisis. All of this coming weeks after more than 300,000 migrants crossed into the U.S. in December. That is a record-setting month for encounters along the U.S.-Mexico border. Tom Dempsey is in Norfolk, Virginia this morning, which is where the convoy will be leaving from. Uh, Tom, you set the, the stage and the scene for us this morning. Who is this group? Yeah, well, it's describing this event, and the organizers are describing it as the Take Our Border Back Convoy, and they expect hundreds of people to be part of this. It's all starting here at this parking lot here in Norfolk, Virginia, in just about two hours. And like I said, they expect hundreds of people to be part of this as they get sent to travel across the country, all to put the focus on the ongoing border crisis. So after meeting up here in Virginia later this morning, this group plans to make multiple stops uh, heading to Jacksonville, Florida, then Louisiana, then to some of the uh, hot spots uh, regarding uh, migrant crossings, including Eagle Pass, Texas, Yuma, Arizona, and San Ysidro, California, where they plan to hold rallies this upcoming Saturday. This all comes ahead of a big week dealing with the border crisis issue. Uh, tomorrow, House Republicans plan to mark up two articles 
articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. They accuse Mayorkas of failing to manage the border and say he is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. The articles of impeachment describe Mayorkas as failing to enforce U.S. immigration policies at the border and disregarding laws passed by Congress as well as breaching public trust. House Speaker Mike Johnson has vowed to hold a vote as soon as possible, but it's, you know, we will note, even if the House ends up impeaching Mayorkas, it remains very unlikely that the Senate, controlled by Democrats, would convict him in a trial. And just a little bit of history here uh, with this impeachment vote coming up uh, possibly soon, uh, Mayorkas could become the first presidential cabinet member in almost 150 years to be impeached. But like you said, Marky, you know, the timing of this um, convoy happening later this morning, it comes after the last fiscal year set a record for encounters along the southern border. Uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection data show that December sent them, set a monthly record for encounters along the border with over 300 thousand encounters recorded again uh, these organizers expect to kick things off in just about two hours from this parking lot here in virginia marking the real trucker convoy southern border security the mayorkas impeachment welcome back to whistleblower wednesday here on the rob manis show live on patriot.tv that's patriot.tv our new network and welcome to our x spaces live simulcast audience hosted by shell and cat over there, we're looking forward to speaking with you all today. Well, there is there is a truck convoy on the southern border right now, as you just heard on that opening clip, under the name of Take Our Border Back. On their website, they say the southern, quote, the southern border convoy is a three-state rally. Call for peaceful assembly and prayer, calling all active and retired law enforcement and military veterans, mama bears, elected officials, business owners, ranchers, truckers, bikers, uh, media, and law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans. They say on their site, the time is now for we the people to peacefully assemble in honor of our U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights, to call on our government to act for we the people and secure our southern border, close quote. Well, I don't disagree with them one bit, and I pray the Mayorkas impeachment is entirely successful because we've had enough. It's passed out of committee as of last night. Our national security is at very high risk given tens of thousands of military-age males from adversary countries uh, that have illegally crossed our southern border under sleepy Joe Biden. And today, uh, hopefully, we're going to get some reporting from the border uh, because my guest, who has not arrived yet, uh, is a border security expert uh, located in Yuma, Arizona, uh, at the kind of at the end of where the convoy is gonna just past uh, where the convoy is gonna finish up. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll introduce her when she comes on. Uh, but uh, you know, she's the founder of an organization called Women Fighting for America, and uh, is widely recognized as a geopolitical security expert with extensive knowledge. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to go. Uh, to our spaces audience and go ahead and start the discussion. Uh, Kat and Shell, you guys, you heard that opening video where the convoy has already started uh, and is, uh, I think, in Texas today. And uh, they're going to continue on uh, through New Mexico and into Yuma, Arizona. Uh, I haven't heard of any issues from a uh, the perspective that a lot of people uh, 
with law enforcement uh, and those kind of things. Uh, and this is the same group that organized the convoy that drove around the Beltway uh, in D.C. And, and there were no legal issues associated with that operation either. Uh, uh, anybody got, a, I see Shell's got a hand and a couple of other hands up. Go ahead, Shell, and uh, we'll get this good discussion rolling. Well, first of all, Colonel, I want to say how proud I am of my former colleagues as a driver myself. Uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of these guys and gals getting in there into the fight. I'm glad they're going to stay about 20 miles north of uh, the major issues going on down there at the border. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're getting together and showing this unity and, and reigniting some of the American spirit uh, that I feel like we've lost. Uh, but the, the last I saw, they were down on uh, I-10 westbound and down. Uh, almost to Texas, but not quite there yet. Uh, I think they were coming right through the Florida panhandle when I saw them last. And uh, that's the update that I can give you. But I, I, I just had to say that I'm extremely proud of these drivers, sir. Uh, I, I can't I can't tell you how much, to be honest with you. Warms my heart. Oh, thank you, Shell. You know, I'd forgotten that you were a truck driver at one point. Uh, and I have, I have a good friend that was my second boss in the Air Force way back when I was like 20. Uh, or 19, and uh, he's he's driving trucks today, as a matter of fact, and uh, hopefully he's joining in with that because uh, we're like-minded. Well, I see some more hands up over there. Uh, go ahead and uh, uh, let's go in order that they were raised. Go ahead, Whip. Hi, thanks, Colonel. Uh, I have two quick questions. The first one is, do you know of a crowd a crowdfunding site? Because I know the, driving those rigs cross country like this is not cheap. Is there any place reputable that people can go to show some support for them? And uh, the second question I have, which is slightly related, not to not specifically to the truckers, but to the border, is in the, this quote unquote bipartisan bill that they're passing, mm -hmm. the five thousand per day. Does that only include encounters? Or does that also include known gotaways and the people that got through on the CBP-1 app? Uh, well, first of all, on the first question, uh, Webb, uh, it's good to hear from you. Uh, the uh, take back or take our border back is the right key set of keywords in the right order. If you will uh, search that in X, you'll find their account. Uh, I think it's T-O-B-B uh, and something or other. Uh, but uh, uh, start there to find out where you can go to donate the, uh, to these guys and gals because uh, there's a lot of spoofing going on right now, as you all know. Uh, and uh, I mean, people are just bringing stuff in from everywhere, trying to spoof people and, and uh, you know, in including to initiate violence. So be very careful with that. But uh, take our border back on X uh, is the best place to start in their website link. Uh, is on that. And, uh, you know, one of the organizers of this is uh, Doc Pete Chambers, a Special Forces retired lieutenant colonel. And I hope to get him on uh, the show in the next few weeks because I want to talk to him about something that he's an expert in. And that's it's called foreign internal defense. And you'll hear him talk. About, I've got a clip of his uh, talking to Alex Jones that we're going to show here in a minute. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, he, he never imagined, and neither did I. Foreign internal offense is uh, the FID is the term we use when we want to spend uh, send a Green Beret, you know, Alpha teams uh, in to help a uh, an allied country or a country that we want to eventually become our allies. 
uh, especially ones that have insurgencies going on or civil wars and those kind of things. Uh, and that's what the Green Berets really are all about. Their primary mission is to go in and train uh, indigenous uh, armed forces in foreign internal defense. Uh, well, he says, uh, and I, I believe, you know, I agree with him. I, I never imagined that we would be conducting uh, domestic internal defense operations on our own as retired military officers. Uh, and, and I think that's a good reason why Doc should be leading this because he's an expert in that. And uh, like I said, we'll hear from him uh, uh, on video here in a few minutes. But uh, but that is uh, uh, key, I think, uh, to understand that there is definitely uh, uh, operational aspects to what we are doing and most certainly to what the United States government is doing and the political appointees like uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's, uh, again, been impeached out of committee, and I'm not sure when the full House is going to vote on that, but uh, it'd be very surprising if we don't even get some Democrats to vote yes on that impeachment this time, because they're under a lot of pressure, as they should be. It's their policies that are uh, coming in and destroying uh, America. And on your second question on the 5,000, uh, I don't think it includes scotaways. I think it's a it's a hard and fast number, uh, and the reason why I'm making an educated guess here is because the idiot Republican that's supporting the bill, a guy named the guy named Langford, Senator Langford, he's an idiot. Like what happens all the time with Republicans, they get up there in D.C. and they get uh, co-opted, uh, and they want to do things like, oh, let's be bipartisan and sing kumbaya and all that stuff. Uh, uh, so why would I expect him? to account for the known gotaways in a number uh, when he's so dumb and stupid. He's so stupid, I wouldn't have him on my show if he called me right now or DM me and asked to come on because he doesn't deserve the airtime. The stupidity gets all the airtime it needs from the, the corporate media. So uh, uh, that's a long answer to a short question, Webb, uh, but <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Uh, who's next? Elizabeth from Texas. Okay, there are, just letting you know, Colonel and everyone else, there are spaces that are being held, and it's talking about getting to the border. You can connect with different people there yeah. that uh, are good people. I've got a couple of them that I'm talking to. So, Sofa, King, you can get in touch with a lot of the good people involved in this on spaces, through spaces that have about the border in it. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, obviously, the uh, the uh, take our border back folks uh, have a have a very strong organizational capability to be able to pull this together so quickly. Number one, uh, and and have the right messaging and take the logistical actions necessary uh, to uh, conduct not only the drive but the rallies uh, that they're going to do along the way. Uh, so they have to have people uh, forward. Uh, at each of the locations, especially, and along the route to help them with logistics, communications, uh, set up events, tear down events, and those kind of things. So I'm sure that uh, there are uh, thousands of people involved in the operation, and uh, uh, connecting with them locally wherever you're at uh, is the best way to provide support and participate. And they want everybody to participate. They want people to come along and drive, uh, drive with them. Uh, and those kind of things. Uh, and I think you can find all of that through that X Spaces account. Take our board back. 
out there. Well, uh, we're going to go to the first break here in a minute. And when we come back, we will hear from uh, uh, Keith Self, uh, who's one of the organizers, too, uh, talking to, uh, I think it's a Fox News reporter. And uh, that'll provide some more commentary. But I think it's important to understand, uh, you know, what the big picture is. Uh, and right after that video plays, we'll get into that discussion. And I'll, I'll show a little chart that my guest gave me. Uh, and hopefully she'll make it in here uh, soon. And uh, we'll talk about it. And it is the big picture and why this border uh, is so important not just to us in the United States, but to really to the entire world. Uh, and uh, more importantly, why it's important to the free world as we oppose the adversaries of freedom around the world uh, and their desire to get into this country and create havoc potentially, uh, because uh, right now they're being successful. So we're gonna go to our next break and uh, we will be right back on the Rob Manus Show, Patriot TV, we're talking about retaking our southern border. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency, which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 877-547-5743. That's 877-KIRK-PHD. trucker convoy you brought this up just a moment ago so this is called take our border back it kicks off monday so you've got multiple starts you've got trucks leaving from virginia beach that are going to go through texas arizona california on the website it describes the event as, event as a peaceful assembly encouraging all freedom-loving and law-abiding americans to attend i saw that you posted on x to raise awareness about that you obviously just mentioned it a moment ago i understand that you're going to be speaking once they get to Eagle Pass. Uh, I also see that you know that it's going to go through Yuma. It's going to go to San Ysidro, California, as well. Uh, Seven hundred thousand vehicles. That's the prediction here. How do you keep that well peaceful and on track? That's a lot of trucks. Well, the people that have organized this are the same people that went to California to D.C. with the truckers. Uh, I understand we're going to be joined by Canadian truckers. So these people. Uh, are committed to a peaceful demonstration that we've had enough. The American people have had enough. We're demanding that the Biden administration do its job, enforce the laws on the books, uh, and secure our border. Eight million people during the Biden administration, uh, that's more than the population of Ohio. 
Uh, this is the time for us to rise up as the American people and demand that our president do his job. Uh, this should be a peaceful movement of the American people joined by other uh, nations if they want to come. This is the Canadian farmers, uh, truckers. This is the German farmers. This is the French farmers. This is the Dutch farmers. This is a movement well beyond the United States that people are simply tired of the overreach of their federal governments. And we're pushing back. Now is the time. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show live here on the Patriot.tv network. And uh, we are talking about the trucker convoy, the need for our, our border to be secure because the risk is so high, uh, and uh, the Mayorkas impeachment, uh, uh, which I haven't heard any breaking news yet uh, about the, uh, the full House vote on that issue, but it did get voted out of committee. Uh, and uh, we've been discussing this with uh, our live audience over on Spaces, and uh, we will continue to do that. That was Representative Keith Self uh, from Texas, and uh, you you know you might have heard him talk about uh, if you caught it that the Canadian truckers are joining this effort. Uh, millions of people are joining in uh, virtually. I know it's being watched very carefully. Uh, folks are jumping in to uh, uh, to uh, follow along with the convoy as they pass through their towns and cities. Uh, and you know what? It's been really well organized and safe and legal. Uh, and Americans are exercising their lawful right to openly gather, protest, air their grievances, and demand they be addressed by our government. That's exactly the way our constitution was written uh, for us to operate as citizens here. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but it's always those Americans that are sometimes called patriots these days, only this side that generally is the most law-abiding 99% uh, of the time when uh, they organize to uh, do any kind of protest. You know, the January 6th was a complete aberration uh, and uh, I believe that it was fully instigated uh, by operatives on the left, both within and without the government. Uh, and of course, the corporate media narrative and the politicians that want to bash us uh, have run with that. Uh, but nobody really believes it anymore, except for the most hardcore leftist and uniparty power hungry people uh, that keep pushing that. So anyway, welcome back to the show. We want to go over to our Spaces audience again. Uh, you know, you, you guys heard uh, Representative Self there. Uh, I know somebody in this live audience has, uh, uh, has been uh, kind of beat up on by the X uh, culture <laughs> for showing a video of a convoy just to give motivation. Uh, and uh, uh, it looks like she's got her hand up. So go ahead, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got community noted. Good God. Um, I'm so, you know, that's, I think that's something the left is going to use against us right now. Every time we get community noted, it throttles that tweet a little yeah. bit. Um, I was going to go back to Langford for two seconds. I know somebody from Oklahoma said they were absolutely planning to get rid of him. He's done, <laughs> done like dinner. Um, he, he sealed his fate with that bill yeah. by um, condoning that. That's just not going to fly in Oklahoma. Um, and a thing that I was also going to mention that I kind of find amazing that a lot of people do not talk about 
<clears throat> with the mass migration that's happening and, you know, call them what they really are. They are illegal aliens. That is absolutely okay to call them that. It's in the federal statute, you guys. It's That's the language. Um, but mostly it's this. It's like not only are they flooding, the, they're just flooding the interior of the United States of America, but we're also talking they're bringing disease. And, it's not, and it sounds weird to say that because that's almost old language from back in the 60s when all the racial tension was going on in America. That was what a lot of people said about black people. But here's the thing, they're bringing tuberculosis and the facts are there. Our yeah. tuberculosis, tuberculosis numbers are rising crazily. And they're also saying there's some diseases that they're detecting that they don't even know what they are. And I, I mean, so we've got not only, we do have, it is a humanitarian crisis. Americans mm -hmm. are now putting it, be putting, being put in danger over the risk of infection. Um, just, you know, just walking down the street because tuberculosis is, highly highly contagious so i just wanted to throw that out there because i think it's um it's an it's a huge issue that i don't hear anybody in dc talking about yeah i don't i don't hear them talking about it either uh cat you know uh, i mean there there are so many uh potential danger inputs uh uh if we can bring up the uh the map slide three uh right now uh and just go full screen with it there you go uh, if you're watching live, and you can watch the show live on X2 while you're listening to the spaces and participating folks, uh, I think it's up in the nest uh, right now. But uh, we've got what I call the big picture slide uh, with all of America's greatest enemies uh, and the arrows pointing uh, at where those words are, where our country would be. You know, uh, and some of those include organizations uh, and individuals that you don't think about. Uh, one of them's NATO, the Central Intelligence Agency, the Department of Injustice, the FBI, you know, the World Economic Forum, Iran, Hezbollah, Venezuela. Did you know there was Hezbollah, Venezuela? The cartels, China, Russia uh, now is getting in on the act. And of course, you've got the United Nations and the World Health Organization. I mean, we are literally being uh, infiltrated and inundated uh, by enemies of the United States of America, and some of them are cloaked as part of our own government and our friends. NATO is, you know, they're supposed to be our closest allies, really. Uh, but, uh, you know, over 30,000 of the illegals that we've tracked entering the uh, United States through the southern border uh, since Biden took over are Turks. As a matter of fact, of the Middle Eastern countries and Muslim countries, uh, uh, the Turks are by and large four or five times larger numbers than uh, uh, than any other Islamic country. And then the largest number is military-age males from China, uh, you know. So uh, uh, we are in danger. And then and then you've got the, the issue that Kat spoke about. Look, I, I've traveled so much throughout my life. I did actually pop positive on a TB test. Once I never got the disease, but because they put you on medicine for a year uh, right away when that happens, but it affects you the rest of your life. You can't get blood, you know, uh, you have to tell people, you know, let them know, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, you can't take the test again. Uh, those those kind of things is, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of silly little things, some of it. But, but you know, I used to give blood all the time. I donated my blood. My brother donates blood. He's got a rare blood type, uh, you know, and uh, we know that, uh, you know, the blood supply is, is essential to saving lives, both on the battlefield and, and on the streets of America for accidents or whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, 
it's just sad that that happens. And that's going to continue to happen because tuberculosis is so communicable and easy to get. Uh, and again, you don't even have to develop the disease to be positive as a carrier and have to take some medication in order to uh, to uh, fix that issue. Uh, well, uh, anybody got a microphone that wants to ask a question or make a comment, uh, please go ahead. Uh, we are uh, open mic Wednesday at the moment. It looks like John has something. Go right ahead, John. Yeah, thank you. Uh, first off, thanks to Kat and Shell for hosting. Thank you, Colonel, for your service. Um, I kind of got a, a, it's a stupid question. When I served, I had a, a, a civil servant, uh, a GS nine or 10, whatever it was, an old Marine was showing me how to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And he always told me, and this is something I saw in a movie, but I, I read about it other places. He always said, he repeated something about Occam's razor. And he says, always start with less and figure out the solution. Don't overthink things. My question to you is, is why in the heck are we overthinking this border? The Constitution is clear. Our, our, our United States and the state of Texas Constitution, all this is clear. I, for the life of me, don't understand why it's even in debate. This should be cut and dry, sir. What do you think? Oh, you're right. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I use the word, it's unbelievable so often today that it, it makes me laugh when I say it. But, you know, and I think that's one of the things that's going on is, uh, with the, uh, with the uh, sense of concern not being readily apparent amongst the majority of the American people is because they see these things and they go, come on, the border? The border is, is it's, it's a given. Right. Without without your border, you're not a country. I mean, that's the way Americans think about it, I think. And uh, uh, and when they hear about this stuff, I mean, half of the people probably see the actual videos. I don't know if you saw the video about the uh, all the illegals running on the on the south side of the wall. It kind of looked like it was uh, matter of fact, somebody on, on X said this. I thought this was a clip from World War Z under this tweet. Uh, initially, and uh, thought the tweet was a hoax with a hoax video. It was talking about border security. Uh, but uh, the f not funny thing is, folks, it was real. But people look at that, and it's just they're, they don't believe it, you know? And now we're impeaching the Secretary of Homeland Security because he's not enforcing uh, our existing laws for our border, for immigration, for asylum any of those things, and he goes before Congress, and his minions go before Congress, and the president goes before the American people and tells them, no, we are doing that. The border is secure and all that, until the president decides, this current, uh, the guy that's installed in there, decides that uh, somebody's giving him a talking point that says, no, I've done everything I can do. Congress has got to act. What? Well, Congress did pass a bill. I think it's called H.R. 2. Uh, the House passed that uh, does all those things. But the President of the United States has executive powers that are very, very broad when it comes to securing the country and defending the country. And uh, uh, he, he must think that we're stupid, is all I can say. Or at least the people that he wants to get to vote for him are stupid enough to believe that and grab onto it and say, yeah, it's really the Congress's fault because it's controlled by Republicans and they 
and they won't pass a law giving him the ability to close the border. That, that's exactly, that's what he said. <laughs> and, and we all know that, you know, on day one, he signed 94 executive orders, and many of those were to turn off the Trump border policies. He threw a switch on day one, and that's when this all started. And all he's got to do is turn to his chief of staff and say, put that switch back in the on position and reinstate every one of those policies, and this stuff will end really fast. You saw how fast it could end under the Trump administration. Remember the kids in cages that were under Obama and all that stuff, all those people coming in under Obama? Well, that's what that's what we're doing. Well, we got to take another break. When we come back, we will hear from retired Lieutenant Colonel Special Forces Operator uh, Pete Cha- Doc Pete Chambers uh, in his interview, a part of his interview with uh, Alex Jones on InfoWars, and we'll talk about foreign internal defense. I'm Rob Manus, Patriot TV. We'll be right back. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. And what this is is simple. This convoy, everything that we're doing, we the people, this, this remnant nation that is, that is rising up. It is rising up. You can feel it. Uh, you you know, can. My, and you're out there force multiplying. That's, that's what Green Berets do. Foreign internal defense is our bread and butter. Unconventional warfare is our bread and butter. Now we're doing domestic internal defense. Look on my website. You'll see it in the lines of effort. We, we never dreamt that we would be doing domestic internal defense. This is what we're doing, legally, morally, and ethically. But there is a, there is a factor here. And the factor is for us, what, what, what gets us to the enemy quickly is to find, fix, and finish, exploit, analyze, and disseminate. F3EAD, that's a model. That's what we did in, in, in uh, Syria when we took out ISIS, really quick. Now we can't, we don't have the authorities to finish. So what we do, we find and fix. We fix the location of where the bad guys are. We, lo- we, uh, we pair up with law enforcement who is constitutionally sound, because there are those down on the border. I hate to say this, this is the truth that are not constitutional. Compromise. Sound. Compromised. Absolutely. Uh, whatever Without getting means. into any of the secret stuff. No, no, sir. You, you've been there federally and state, but now you're down there as a citizen. You're doing incredible work. What is your report from the border before we get into the convoy? Okay, so from the border itself, you have uh, complete mayhem. Uh, there's an old word from World War II called FUBAR. And what that's doing is overwhelming the system. And the system is broken. And we, we care about people. We do. But they're being used as pawns on that border in a larger chessboard at the world level. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show live here on Patriot.tv. We're talking about retaking our southern border, we being the Americans that uh, uh, insist that our Constitution uh, law be implemented and 
uh, and followed and executed properly, and it's not happening by the current crop of politicians occupying the executive branch of the United States of America. That's why the Secretary of Homeland Security is being impeached as we speak. Uh, that was Doc Pete Chambers, retired Army Lieutenant Colonel, Special Forces Operator, talking about having to actually think about domestic internal defense and the way that we are doing that. And he's one of the organizers of the uh, uh, Take Our Border Back convoy that's in progress right now. Uh, and uh, the way we're doing that is finding and fixing the enemy, the cartels, the illegals, and then working with constitutional law enforcement to get them uh, rounded up and deported out of the country. And of course, he, mentioned, he had to mention that uh, a lot of that law enforcement is not obeying the Constitution, so they have to be careful who they're working with. But th that's how you do, do things right when you're talking about a civilian-run operation that's doing domestic internal defense unless somebody's status changes, like you get deputized or brought into uh, uh, some other type of defense organization officially by the government. Uh, well, we do have our guest here now, uh, Dr. Randy Arrington, is retired U.S. Navy commander and a former deputy director in the Department of Homeland Security uh, in the uh, San Diego area as an aviator. So a lot of experience in uh, border patrol, uh, immigration enforcement, and those kind of things. Uh, Randy, welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's always good to be with you to hear the truth. Absolutely. Thank you for coming and joining me. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Pete Chambers talking there about domestic internal defense operations. It just puzzles me that uh, we would have to go to uh, a citizen-led operation using citizens like you and me and Pete, former military officers, and our expertise that we've gained over, the, over our decades of service, uh, when we have a uh, a federal government that is larger than it's ever been. It, it spends more money than it ever has. It takes in more revenue than it ever has. Uh, and uh, we're having to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security because he won't enforce the laws. Doc, uh, tell me where I'm wrong when I, when I say I, we insist that our current laws be enforced. I've been saying it since I ran for the U.S. Senate in, in 2013 as one of my platform items. And every government, except for Donald Trump's, has basically refused to enforce current law, all of it. Oh, it looks like we lost the doc. Uh, so uh, we'll go over to the Spaces audience, guys, and uh, we'll talk about that. I got a hand up, I think it's James over there. Go ahead, James. Thank you once again, uh for being here with us. Um, my question is, um, when President Trump gets back into office, can he legally use the U United States military to fortify the southern border? Yes. The short answer to that is yes. Uh, there is nothing that prevents the commander-in-chief from mobilizing our armed forces across the board, reservists, uh, active duty, uh, and those kind of things, James, uh, to uh, secure our borders. And I am advocating the use of our special operations forces uh, to also 
conduct operations against the cartels because they are, uh, in my mind, domestic terror, not domestic, but international terrorists and combatants because they come into this country armed as an invading force. And we need to do something because we're killing 100,000 Americans a year with the fentanyl and the thousands of kids and women that are uh, sexual trafficked and human traffic coming across that border is all because of the cartels. Uh, so uh, yes, the uh, president can do that. Yes, there will be a bunch of uh, a bunch of whining and, and those kind of things. And uh, we've got Dr. Errington now. Dr. Errington, welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. You look great, my friend. Uh, you had some time I'm off from some, us for a little uh, while. I'm having some technical difficulties, I guess, but I'm always glad to be with you, Colonel. That's all right. The other guest has had complete technical difficulties oh. and, uh, and oh. can't get online. So I appreciate you coming on short notice, man. Well, see, where am I going wrong, Doc? You know, uh, we're all we're doing is insisting that current law be enforced, all of it. Uh, and we're having to impeach the guy in charge of that because he won't do it. Let's let's talk a second about current law. Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution says this, Colonel, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive against violence in the domestic sphere. The, the, the administration right now, the Biden administration is not doing this. And it's not because of poor public policy or them being out of touch with reality. It's being done on purpose, specifically designed uh, using the cloud and Piven strategy to overwhelm our welfare system by bringing in tens of millions of illegal aliens and giving them everything for free. This bankrupts our economy collapses the nation and sets us up for communist revolution, which is what is going on right now. I'm telling you the truth, Doc. I'm telling you the truth, Colonel. Yeah, well, uh, let, let's, let me show you this. You know, I mean, the, James was asking about if the, the commander in chief could use the armed forces to secure our border. He absolutely can from a domestic perspective, but uh, let's let's put up map slide five, Mr. Producer, uh, and let the audience take a look. This is about Hezbollah, Venezuela, Doc, and it shows the routing uh, from uh, uh, Europe and Africa into South America and then up through the Darien Gap in pa southern Panama up into the southern border. And Hezbollah, Venezuela has been around for a while, but the numbers are largely increasing, and I'm suspecting that they're recruiting these 30-plus thousand Turks that have come in illegally to be part of Hezbollah because, you know, there's there's no uh, dearth of Islamic Nazis uh, in the country of Turkey these days. It's gone more and more theocratic uh, since Erdogan took power and has kept power uh, through hook and crook, by the way. So uh, that is a vital national security interest uh, to stop this infiltration from bad actors and adversaries like this. I mean, we're... We're on the cusp of war with the country of Iran right now. Uh, so your thoughts on the commander-in-chief mobilizing the armed forces, bringing them home from the Middle East where they're sitting ducks, uh, and maybe even Europe too because we got a lot of extra people over there right now for really no good reason because Russia's obviously not capable of invading Western Europe at this point, uh, and we have enough European assets to, to confront them uh, with plenty of 
reserves if uh, if they were to decide to do something crazy like that. So bring them home. Let's put them on our southern border. Let's get special ops to planning and executing kinetic raids on the Sinaloa cartels, stopping the fentanyl and the human trafficking, uh, and most of all, securing our border to prevent these adversaries from countries like Iran and China from infiltrating this country and becoming a fifth column. And I mean a viable fifth column. You know, Your the thoughts? problem is not just that Biden is incompetent and weak. He's always been wrong. His whole career in politics, he's been completely wrong on foreign policy. The problem is the people that are behind him. And true American patriots and regular American citizens need to wake up and understand. One, Marxists are against our country. They want to destroy us. Muslims, the radical Muslims are against our country. They want to destroy us. And both of those ideologies are eerily similar if you look at them, you analyze them. And they truly believe, Colonel, that one day they will rule the world, all the world. Muslims believe that and Marxists believe that. That's what they're doing. And that Hezbollah of Venezuela, I, I think I think we might talk about this on Monday, but Hezbollah Lebanon is the one, uh, they're a proxy for Iran, obviously. They're the ones that killed those three uh, people from Georgia uh, two weeks ago, are they not? Or was that it was, it was Hezbollah, right? Uh, I believe it was a Hezbollah Ooh. organization. Yeah, yeah. And, but they're Iranians. When when the word Hezbollah right. is uh, attached to a militia, uh, it, that means it's an Iranian-controlled militia, uh, to my exactly. knowledge, from what I've learned over the years. So yeah, I mean, it's a it is the Iranians that are that are infiltrating through Venezuela and establishing Hezbollah units and. I guarantee you, members of those units have already gotten into the country. We've we've identified some of them, uh, and for everyone you identified, there's probably three or four gotaways uh, that you gotaways. can't identify and don't know where they're at. You know, it's uh, it's incredible. Well, I, I agree. Uh, we should bring them home. Thinking. Bring them home. They have no mission in the Middle East. None. They're just their bait. They're sitting ducks. Bring them yeah. home. And one of the big problems is, and this is going to sound pretty tough to hear. The Democrats don't really care about our military until they can use them for a specific purpose to forward their narrative. Otherwise, they don't. They they hate the military. I teach my students this all the time. They they hate the military, so they're just pawns in the big scheme of things that the Democrats want to do. Bring them home, mm -hmm. like you said, put them on the border. We are at war. We have been at war with the Mexican cartels for a long, long time. We need to fight it like a war, and we win, they lose. Otherwise, they'll keep killing innocent Americans with this fentanyl and all sorts of stuff they bring in to our country illegally, Colonel. Oh, you're absolutely right, man. Uh, well, we're going to go to our next break. Uh, when we come back, we'll 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 show the big picture of of why the cartels are a key to and taking them down to are a key to securing our country against these enemies. And I don't care if they're uniformed enemies, uh, terrorist enemies, or narco terrorist enemies. They're enemies of the United States, and the president of the United States is charged with defending us, and he's not doing it. I'm glad Texas is standing up and. I saw the governor of South Dakota just before I came on uh, the television talking about supporting Texas and also telling the American people that the, the Indian tribes on the reservations are having to sue the federal government because there's so much cartel activity and drug addiction and uh, drug deaths and everything in uh, places like South Dakota on the Indian reservations that uh, the federal government's not enforcing the law. We'll be right back. 
on the Rob Maynard Show live on Patriot TV. What if this happened to you when you're alone? Or what if it happened here? With MedGuard Alert, you're never alone. You can connect with medical professionals anywhere, anytime. And now MedGuard is introducing our exclusive new CareWatch. If you need help quickly, use it from anywhere to contact medical professionals. No cell phone required. The CareWatch is not only a life-saving medical alert device, it's a revolutionary health monitoring system that checks your blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, and much more. And here's the best part. If you have Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. The care watch is only available through MedGuard Alert. Call us right now. We have monitoring programs starting as low as a dollar a day. The call is free. Activation is free. Shipping is free. And no contract is required. Remember, with Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. Don't wait. Call us to get your care watch right now. Operators are standing by. I am live in Eagle Pass, Texas, and what your audience is looking at right now is a military camp where they are housing and bringing young adult males of fighting age straight off the river on white buses into this facility. Those camps are used to bring in only young adult males, all of the males that you're seeing coming over the border. This is where they're housing them. This has been a planned, coordinated effort to take down the United States of America, I believe, like a Trojan horse from inside. So what can the people in Eagle Pass, Texas do in the county that you're in to stop what is happening? I mean, obviously, you're there exposing it. What should they be doing? Our congressmen, our governors, they need to act and they need to act now. I'm telling America right now, stop living under a rock. This is an active, well-coordinated invasion into the nation. We have Iran's Revolutionary Guard and Cut Forces flying into Venezuela. The Venezuelan government has been giving them passports and, and proper documentation. They're being absorbed in these caravans. It's mostly Venezuelans coming in, all males. If you think that that fertilizer is not going to be utilized, those ammonium nitrate that can be used as massive bombs. Timothy McVeigh, when he blew up the Oklahoma City bombing, I think it was only two tons that he used. 26 tons went missing. Is it going to take multiple little mini 9-11 events for America for you to wake up? Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show live here on Patriot.tv. We are talking retaking our southern border because it's extremely important, as you heard from uh, Christy Hutcherson there of uh, Women Fighting for America. Uh, she was talking about and showing the facility for military-aged males uh, just inside the country at Eagle Pass, Texas. That's why Eagle Pass, Texas has become a flashpoint is because the military-aged male population was being uh, gathered and housed before being sent throughout the rest of the country. And the citizens noticed that and demanded the Texas governor take action to stop it. And that's why we have a standoff between the state of Texas and the president of the United States. And the state of Texas is right. As our guest, uh, commander and retired uh, Navy aviator, uh, Randy Arrington, uh, who's joined us today to talk about this mess, uh, knows. I mean, uh, Doc, it's, it, it's just incredible. I keep going back to it. They're not enforcing current law. It's like, oh, come on in. 
We'll call you a, 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 you know, somebody that's here for asylum. We'll call you a refugee. We'll call you anything we need to do to get you into the country and release you. Uh, and we won't track you, even though we want you to show up in some court uh, in a few years, uh, five or six years, maybe. I don't know uh, how long it exactly takes. He says, oh, by the way, we'll give you 2000 a month if you're, you know, you got kids with you uh, in perpetuity. Uh, you know, it's incredible. That's what a lot of people get in social security payments that they've paid into their entire lives. Uh, and they have to apply for them to get them, <laughs> you know, and these people, they just come on in and here, here, take the money. And that's not counting the dollars that go to the non-governmental organizations from the federal government that are running these ops and camps all the way up uh, outside of the United States, up the, uh, yeah, I think it's the continental highway there out of Panama. Uh, and at the Darien Gap, it's it's incredible what we've seen uh, and what we are witnessing here. But why is the Yuma, Arizona sector so important? I'm going to map here uh, that I want to pull up. It's uh, number 37 uh, of the cartels uh, and where their strongholds are in the United States of America. The two big red dots there over the intersection of Florida, Mississippi, and Alabama, and Georgia, or Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi, and then down at the very southern tip uh, of Texas, Brownsville, Texas. But if you look all along the border, that's where they've massed. Uh, and I believe the cartels do most of their activity out in the west and in places around Yuma, which has a no man's land. Uh, am I wrong on that, uh, Dr. Arrington? No, we used to send people down there, you know, for weeks at a time to monitor what was going on at the border. And it started with the uh, Bush administration. And uh, that was all phony with him as well. We were there to take care of the people that got into that no man's land to feed them and to give them water to make sure they continue with their journey, uh, not to protect the homeland from their incursion. But that's what's happening right now. Again, it's by design, Colonel. This is by design. We have nefarious people that are in charge of the United States right now. And I've told you this before. We are at war. Uh, you mentioned it. We are at war right now. This is a revolutionary war that's happening right now. But most people in the United States are still sleeping. They're sleeping giant. Uh, they don't realize it because they don't, they don't seek their own uh, research. They don't watch the right TV stations. They listen to one TV station, which will not cover this. And they, they cover it up for the current uh, administration. But we are very close, uh, not only here on our border, but also what's happening in the Middle East to being involved in a grander scale war, World War III. And we've got to be very, very careful how we respond to all these challenges that are confronting us as a nation. And we have a guy right now in the, the White House that, like I said earlier, has been wrong on virtually every foreign policy issue in his entire career. But again, he's he's not the one that's running the country. He's just a mouthpiece, kind of like when Obama was president. He was just a mouthpiece. It's the Marxist cabal that are propping these people up that are calling the shots. So you got to understand that people don't believe it when I tell them. My kids don't believe that when I tell them that. But it's actually what is happening to this country. We need to stand up and fight aggressively. We need we don't need nice guys in Congress like my. Uh, Congressman Steve Scalise, the guy that got shot at the ballgame, he's a nice guy. But we don't need nice men, nice women in Congress right now. We need warriors that will aggressively fight to protect this country and continued longevity as a free nation. Otherwise, we're gone, Colonel. 
Well, I don't know if you saw some of the stuff that was being said in the Mayorkas impeachment hearing where they, the, the committee passed out the resolution to go ahead and impeach him. But uh, 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 Smallswell, uh, you know, the Fang Fang banger, uh, the Chinese spy banger, uh, Eric Smellswell, I mean, Swalwell, uh, was making all kinds of comments. And, and, and what is that an indicator of, folks? That the left is going to fight, 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 even in the face of utter defeat, which is what they are right now on this. Uh, they will continue to fight. We have to wake the American people up. You know, I mean, I was listening to somebody yesterday talk about how, you know, look, if uh, if if Joe Bob is still working, uh, is uh, pick, picking up his paycheck, paying his taxes, put gas in his car, uh, buying groceries, going to wherever Disney World or whatever, you know, on vacation and everything, uh, uh, nothing's going to change them until that gets disrupted. You know, and I think that person's probably right uh, because because there's just so few people uh, affected, you know, like the military types. I had a, a woman come up to me just the other day after the three soldiers were killed unnecessarily, I might add, and say, I just don't I'm just so glad you spoke because I was speaking at an event. I'm just so glad you spoke about the veterans. I just don't know anything about them anymore. You know, and I said, well, that's because once one percent of Americans actually do it now. And there aren't enough moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles out there that are raising, you know what, to get the attention on this that the American people should be putting on it. Then you're exactly right. We're dangerously close to a wider war. Well, let's take one more question from our Spaces audience who have been great today. Uh, uh, what do you guys have over there, Shell and Kat? I know CG had a hand up a little bit ago. Yeah, go ahead, CG. Um, hi. hi, I am concerned about the National Guards uh, that have been called up in the past couple of weeks. Um, they're being sent overseas when we need them here. And I, I don't understand what our military leaders are thinking. Um, you know these people. Um, Give us, give me your thoughts. What are they thinking? Why are they going along with this? Are they fighting for us? I, I just don't understand it. Great question. Great question. Uh, uh, I'll let Dr. Errington take the first stab at it. Uh, you got about a minute, Doc. Go ahead. Uh, these people have been selected by the Marxists for promotion. They want to continue getting promoted. So they do exactly what they're told by the Marxists. And that's a big problem. They're supposed to protect this country and the Constitution of the United States. They're not doing that. They're protecting their own self and their, their promotion. That's what's happening right now. We have to stop that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would also let you know that the National Guard's been deployed in the hundreds of thousands is deployed to Europe, uh, to Eastern Europe right now in Poland and, uh, uh, you know, Bulgaria and uh, those kind of places uh, because... Uh, of this big scare that uh, which which I've seen no intelligence whether open source I'm, I'm only an open source guy now but I've seen nothing uh, uh, that says that Putin either desires or has the capability to uh, invade Western Europe but that's the reason why we're sending hundreds of thousands of them there I've got a nephew that's been there for six months that's going to be there for another six months he's a National Guardsman 
Uh, the folks killed in Jordan, I believe, were in a reserve unit. Okay. Yeah, they were. Uh, so the guard going to the southern border, the Texas guards, uh, been there for a few months now, but the new guard units that are going in to assist, uh, I, I understand your concern. I share your concern. My biggest concern is whether the president will illegally try to federalize those guardsmen because you have to have a reason. You know, you remember back in the day when the schools were being desegregated, the, there was a vested interest in the liberty of everybody involved at the citizen level that the federal government used as a legal reason to step in and federalize the National Guard in those days uh, to help keep the peace. That was a, a legal uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and right thing to do. But in this case, the federal government's actually not enforcing the constitutional duty that it has under Article 4, I think Section 10. Am I right, Doc? Uh, the, That's uh, correct. And, and the state is taking its right under that same article uh, and using it instead. So he really doesn't have a a legal leg to stand on to federalize the guard. And I'll let you have the last uh, last say, Doc. He has to he has to declare an insurrection is actually taking place before he can federalize uh, the National Guard. Other than that, they are under the control of the governor of the state. So you know we need to secure the border with razor wire, not cell phones. And we need to go all in and support Texas. They're engaging in Texas Hold'em. They're at Shelby Park. And we have to protect our children uh, and our suburbs from these illegal aliens. And my heart and my guns are standing with Texas, Colonel. How about you? Yeah, mine too. Uh, mine too. I'm a volunteer. If they need to call me over uh, and, uh, and do something, I'll get my old body over there and, and get going. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Errington. Where can people find you on Spaces? What's your handle over there again? Uh, Randy Errington 8 uh, at uh, Randy Twitter. Randy Errington 8. And, uh, yep. At Twitter, yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks. We'll see you next week because you'll be back here on More War Monday. We're going to talk about that attack uh, in Jordan and uh, do some analysis on what might have happened there. I look forward Thank to you it. very much. You betcha. All right. Well, folks, that's it uh, for the Rob Manus Show today. Uh, retaking our southern border. We are demanding it. The convoy uh, uh, organizers are getting the American people energized to demand their rights and demand their ability to speak freely, uh, associate with each other, and tell the government that they have to re give our grievances uh, an airing and redress. Tomorrow is Truth Thursday. I'll have Perry Johnson, former presidential candidate, on to talk about what the heck's going on with the GOP in Michigan on Truth Thursday. I'm Rob Manus, Patriot.tv. We'll see you later.